Good morning. Welcome to Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today I read the case Marlowe v. State, 537SW2D8, Texas Court of Criminal Appeals, 1976. Friends, we have the right on our side. We have the good on our side. We have the just on our side. So let us fight. What happened in this case? I'll read from the opinion. It says, quote, This appeal is from a conviction under former penal code for exhibiting obscene material. Punishment was assessed at a confinement for 90 days and a fine of $1,000, end quote. The obscene material in question is a film. 90 days, 90 days too much. And like I always like to mention to my dear audience, we need to adjust this for inflation. So let's do that. $1,000 back in 1973 would be the equivalent of $5,745.03 according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics CPI inflation calculator. There were three main issues in this case. The issue that centered that this case was centered upon was this. It says, quote, His complaint is that the charge assumes that as true that the film depicted acts of oral sodomy and sexual intercourse and thereby invaded the province of the jury as finder of fact, end quote. In this case, he didn't want them to assume something, like you've heard the court parlance that you can't assume something not entered into record. Because that's the whole point of the trial is to determine whether certain things happen. So they go through various court decisions on what can be assumed and what cannot be assumed. Some things actually can be assumed. Usually they say it's things that are obvious. And they say this is one such example since... They state the following, quote, The jury, the trial judge, and members of the court have viewed the film. No rational person could deny that the film does, in fact, depict the matter stated. There's absolutely no room for doubt or hesitancy insofar in so as the conclusion is concerned, and the record reflects no contradictory evidence at trial from any source. Therefore, the trial court did not err in overruling appellant's objection to the charge. End quote. It does seem clear-cut, it was a good shot, you could say. Unfortunately, our guy didn't win that point. Another issue that came up was during the question phase, the prosecutor asked about his bail history for other offenses, it appears. And they rule. They tried to object to that. And it was... The judge said, no, you can't ask that. And the judge said, jury, you can't consider that. So the Court of Appeals here said it already was taken care of in the first trial. The other issue was exhibits. They put forth... 
photographs showing Marlowe's office here. And Marlowe's, Marlowe argued the photos caused prejudice in the minds of the jury. But unfortunately for our side, the Court of Appeals here stated the photographs didn't really add much to the situation because they already saw the film and they were just a variation on the theme as the photographs just showed stuff that the film showed anyways. So it didn't really add anything to it. So ultimately they conclude the following quote, the judgment is affirmed, end quote. Sometimes you got long shots. Sometimes you got to try things that may not work. And we got to give credit for people for trying. Even if it doesn't seem like it's going to be a persuasive argument, who knows, they might win. So let us try to emulate the good guys on our side. I don't know Marlowe's history, so hopefully he didn't commit any heinous offense. If he did not commit a heinous offense in his life, then he is probably headed to First Amendment heaven if he's not already in First Amendment heaven. So let's go in that direction. Let's head towards First Amendment heaven. How will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.